0: Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the 8020 series.
1: New episodes released every Monday at 8 20 a.m. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm Daniel. And on this podcast, we like to break down what we call the 20 factor the motivation that drives a person to do what they love to do. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Today is
0: gonna to be more of a casual conversation. I I haven't seen Daniel in a hot minute. It's been a while. We've been shooting guests, and it's been it's been so long since we just sat down and actually just hashed it out, updated each other, and like not actually work on the brand, but work on the podcast here in this setting. So, what's going on, man? What's new?
1: Nothing much, bro. I mean, sure, I'm sure you know. We had a couple guests we shot recently, and yeah. uh, we've been working to promote that, and we've been. Uh, trying to line up more guests for the podcast. So that's been really good. And, you know, other than that, we're just trying to focus on the release of this new Winners Collective piece, which we can get into soon. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the Vintage Wash Distress Tea. And really trying to grow and do more content for the brand as well. Yeah,
0: so that's been, like, one of the hardest things. We continuously talk, debate, and just decide, like, what to do and where to go. And the reason being is because it's like, all right, in the past, you've seen people market on social media through photos and that was so successful. You've seen amazing brands start as social media brands and become like full-fledged brands from that. But now it's like the game has changed. It's moved to videos and then short form videos. And now Gen Z is making this full, like apparent transition. And you can definitely feel it. Because I mean, okay I'm not gonna lie like when the language started coming out and people were saying no cap I was mm-hmm. like well, well I was like what like he's not wearing a hat no cap we'll just, bet yeah and it's just like now I feel like my parents when I used like slang and lingo around them like uh-huh. I literally could not understand it and I was just, right I was like holy fuck like as, as a guy that prides himself in being in the forefront of
1: media and relevant news in the media I just felt outdated dude Yeah, no, it's crazy how, I don't know, how old we're getting and how quickly we're getting there, you know, because, I mean, just the other day I was thinking, I was like, man, I remember college and in my head, I'm like, it wasn't that far back. But then when I really thought about it, I was like, holy shit, that was several years back, you know, like it was quite some time back. And I feel like this whole COVID pandemic thing, it kind of slowed down time, but at the same time, it sped up time. If that really, that makes sense to you. I don't know, but that's just how I've been feeling, but, um, yeah, you're right. It's crazy to see this new Gen Z they emerge and, you know, they're taking over various platforms and the game has changed. Right. And I was talking about the friend the other day, and it's wild because when we were growing up, People would ask us like, hey, Daniel, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, when we are in like middle school or elementary yeah, yeah. school and someone, Harry would be like, oh, I want to be a firefighter. And, you know, Jessica would be like, oh, I want to be a lawyer. And, you know, Chris would be like, I want to be an astronaut. Right. Uh-huh. But then now when you ask these questions, the answers are, are changing. You know, people are saying, dude, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a content creator. Yeah. And you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be an investor. And it's just wild how the game has changed. Things are different than what it was 10, 20 years ago and everybody has to adapt now to survive dude
0: right like i actually heard legitimate answers like that from students like Mm -hmm. what do you want to be i want to be a youtuber right like what i think like a couple years ago when you hear that you kind of just laugh and stop that you're like (laughs) exactly what career is behind that now you got like social media icons like um like ksi Mm -hmm. uh, mr beast Mm -hmm. pewdiepie like these guys are just huge you actually see them in mainstream news, and right? It's just like,
1: dude, what? Yeah, and that's a good point because even when we were in college, bro, remember when people were like, "Oh, I want to be an influencer." A lot of people didn't really take that seriously. They're yeah. like, "Yeah, right." Like, uh, good, good luck with that. Like, that's that's not a real job. But then, what do you know? The people who stuck with it, they're making a, a legit career out of it. And they're getting money doing something that they love to do. And so that's just absolutely wild to me.
0: Yeah, it's so hard to like even hate on if, if that's the right word. Like, I mean, I know when I look at other creators too, like there's definitely a level of jealousy there because mm-hmm. dude, it's like, Wow, you post, and it's like, I don't know what it took to just get this simple photo, but it racked you like a hundred thousand likes. And I know dollars wise, like that actually translates to a ton of money. Right. When it's like a brand deal. Right. That's insane.
1: Yeah. And it's like people like David Dobrik, who, oh my God, blew up, you know, and they're the prime example of how you can literally make vlogging or content creation. A full time thing, yeah. And who was that? Casey? Casey? Casey Neistat. Neistat. That yeah, exactly. All those the daily people. vlogs. Yep. And on that note, bro, I don't know if you've seen this. I just wanted to bring it up. But what? what's up? Apparently, uh, some I'm gonna have to fact check this after, but I did see a couple of the articles about it. Yeah. But I saw an article today that said TikTok has reportedly overtaken YouTube in the U.S. in terms of average watch time. Average watch time. Yeah, which is pretty insane because. I mean, YouTube is huge. Yeah. Like, I mean, to paint you a picture, it's
0: like, I mean, if TikTok said like they got more users, I'd like, okay, yeah, that's a fun statistic. But average watch time, like when you publish a video to YouTube, it'll span anywhere between like four to 10 minutes. And some people out here posting documentaries of like, (laughs) like literally 50 minutes. Like, I don't know if I have time to watch that, you know? Yeah. But it's like. Like these long videos so you'd think like uh, having longer videos, you're always going to win out in average watch time. Mm -hmm. And TikToks can go anywhere between like five seconds to as long as like a minute. I think even three minutes now. But for the most part, it's really short. So to hear like these 15 second video clips are just now creating a higher average watch
1: time than YouTube. Like what? That's insane. So what does that mean? Like, do you think that means that people now are performing? short uh, short short term is that the right word short term content short uh, short form short form yeah. sorry short form content over longer form content like is it because people are now going on tiktok and they're using that app to be entertained right because i also read somewhere yeah. too also again not entirely sure where uh but that tiktok is now kind of the the next tv right when you when you're on these apps you're literally watching it for hours just to get entertained and just to you know kill time and you're getting soul entertainment from that app
0: yeah okay so our listeners correct me if i'm wrong but i think in my opinion i feel like the reason why people even open the app tiktok is because they want a low commitment low investment into entertaining themselves. Mm. Like when you open the app, you kinda you're greeted with an ad sometimes and then you land on like the for you page, which is essentially TikTok's Explore page. Right. And then from there, you can just keep swiping. Right. You don't have to like take your time to go into search and look things up. You just keep swiping. And then if you stay on a certain video and you enjoy it, the algorithm kind of loops <laughs> that in and then it's like, yeah. oh yeah, Daniel likes this type of video. I'm yeah. going to keep rolling out this. And then it detects that you swipe like less and less frequently. Mm. So that means the video is being played, you are enjoying it, and the algorithm continuously feeds that. Versus for YouTube, when you land there, you get to the trending page, you get th- there's like a lot of different buttons to do a lot of different things. Right. And sometimes it's a little hard to navigate and really know like what you want. Mm. And I feel like on that note, in order to go to YouTube to like really watch something, you have to kind of already know what you're looking for.
1: Ah, that's a good point because when you said for YouTube, you have to search for something. Yeah. Now that TikTok's algorithm is so amazing, it literally does it searching for you and it just it spits out content that you're going to like. And I mean, if you don't like it, No big deal. All you got to do is just swipe it up and next content.
0: Yeah, it's like so minimal. Like you just literally move your thumb and then it's like, all right, next content is here. You don't like that one either? Move your thumb again. And then it's like, oh no, like, okay, stop giving Daniel the tennis videos. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, you know, fitness video lands. It's like, oh shit, he spent like 13 out of 15 seconds here. I'm going to roll out like five more fitness videos and see what he likes. wild. But yeah, I think it's the low commitment and low investment because I actually... I saw a TikTok of this dude asking a police officer. He basically the guy saw the police officer on TikTok and he mm. went up to him and was like, Why do you why are you on the app? Just genuine curiosity. And the police officer was like, Oh, I'm just trying to pass time in between right now. Mm, and okay. I was like, There it is, dude. Yeah. It's like low commitment, low investment. You don't have to search.
1: Everything's just right there in front of you. It's like spoon fed to you. Right. Dude, now I'm just curious, right? Like over time, do you think apps like TikTok are going to take people away from other entertainment apps like Netflix, right? Because let's say uh, an average person used to spend, I don't know, three hours a day on Netflix. Once TikTok came out, it would be interesting to see that number decrease because more and more people are gravitating towards TikTok. Because, I mean, think about it. Like, before you go to sleep, people used to put on Netflix shows. But now, I'm sure a lot of people are on TikTok and they're just swiping away before they go to bed.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, but I, to be honest, it's like I wouldn't be surprised. It's like, essentially... You think you're coming in with this low investment and this low commitment to time to entertain yourself, that is TikTok. And then all of a sudden 3 hours later you're still <laughs> scrolling on this app. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so it's really hard to say to like if this will end the if TikTok will like overtake Netflix in that sense because I know some people will just like watch series and I think the biggest difference between like Netflix and TikTok is in Netflix you have a more directive content. And you right, know when right. w- when you watch like that one good series that knows how to build a plot every single episode yeah. has a climax and that hook at the end and you just have to hit next, yeah. it's basically TikTok but longer format. Like that's, to me, like that's what it looks and feels like. True,
1: true. And there are content creators who are now creating, you know, series as well. But yeah. I mean, personally for me, I need Netflix. You know, I love my shows, especially yeah. the ones that are really good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's something interesting to think about. You know.
0: Yeah, and it's like for us, Winners Collective, as an apparel brand, like kind of bringing this full circle. Like we're have we're having this like huge difficulty of trying to figure out how do we want to market and how do we want to move forward? How do we want people to even see our brand? Because one, it's like, we could do the traditional photography route and just showcase like photos and stuff, but that's not working anymore. At least in my opinion, it's like, I've, I see brands still doing it, but it just doesn't get a lot of engagement mm-hmm. versus when you see um, other brands utilizing TikTok. Like I think Gymshark, those guys are doing a great job of taking like their own user generated content and reposting it. And it's like, of course, this is so interesting. It's engaging. Like this girl just did a handstand and dropped into a splits and she did that in these Gymshark leggings and they didn't tear on her. Like what? Like all of a sudden, like you got my attention, you got, uh, like a product placement in front of my eye and it just makes so much sense. So, To me, in my mind, I was like, we have to go towards the short form video format. It's just what do we do in that short form video?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think it's worth mentioning, too, that this is a common problem that I see with other people who are running small businesses at this time as well. Like other people I know who are running e-commerce stores. Yeah, I know for a lot of them, they're in the same boat right now where they're like, man, I don't know what to do. You know, and they all want to hop on TikTok. They all want to release content. But even releasing content, right, there's a there's a strategy behind it. Oh, yeah. You know, it depends on what your product is, how relevant it is to your audience. Right. And um, how convincing you are in conveying the message. Right. And so I think these next few months for us personally is going to be interesting to see what works. Because, again, I think... It all comes down to testing. Yeah. 100%. And that's relevant to even, you know, Ian's journey or your journey as a content creator. It comes down to testing and seeing what the viewers resonate the most with. And yeah. I feel like that's just, you know, that's what we're planning on doing. I feel like that's just what we have to keep doing. And yeah, that's the only way we're gonna see because everybody else is doing the same thing, right? Yep. And people are looking for that golden recipe like that golden ingredient that's going to get them there and everybody's in this race now trying to figure it out yeah
0: i feel you on that man so i mean uh our listeners you guys right now if you can help us out find our tiktok it's just at winners collective and just give it a follow give give the content a like when you see it start rolling out but we're gonna try to just cook up content here and it's kind of cool to be able to talk about it on the podcast right now because we're kind of one manifesting right. what we really want to do. But then also the, like as we're discussing what we think this golden recipe or the secret formula to success in terms of marketing is, it's like you guys get to see this firsthand and just know we don't know if there is a formula or recipe. <laughs> we're right. just doing this blindly but you get to see our success or failures knock mm-hmm. on wood <laughs> of will this actually work or not so that could be an exciting thing if you're getting into your own brand and you're trying to figure it out but for the record right now where branding and marketing stands it's this big gray area of like what do i want my brand to look like right and how do i do this
1: right and even failure you know i think even failure is good because at least that'll um kind of allow us to remove that direction out of the picture, right. out of the agenda. Be like, all right, we tried this; it doesn't work. Fuck yeah. that. Let's move on to something else. Hundred You know, we can progress much quicker too.
0: Yeah, I think that's a big thing that when I talk about to other people who are trying to do anything, they pinpoint and um, label and identify all the potential failures. But mm-hmm. but in the action of doing that, it takes them so much time. And they never start anything. right? And that's like a big, big, like, like it's one thing to actually plan ahead to make sure like you're not going to fail or whatever. Right. But a whole different story when you spend that much time on planning and you don't really know if something is going to work or not. Like I remember right. you told me that you're working with um, one of your e-commerce brands and you poured a ton of money into like photos and ads. And then all of a sudden the most janky like user review video for these leggings, like uh all of a sudden just produced a ton of sales instead and that was the one like you guys weren't even sure was gonna do good
1: yeah yeah so i mean it wasn't it wasn't like it was a different product but it was funny because you're right we released like five different types of content yeah and the ones we tried on <laughs> didn't do well but then the one that we were kind of just like eh let's just do this to pass time yeah. let's just post it didn't really think about it that got like Hella views and hella uh conversions. Yeah. And we we're just like, huh, that's weird. But then when you kind of take a step back and then assess and analyze uh the the marketing content, you start to understand too, like, oh, why did this do better? And it yeah. makes you look at it in a different light. Because even like a janky content, right? Like when you say janky, it can mean <laughs> anything. It'd be like, oh, it's not as professional quality, yeah. but the truth of the matter is, like, maybe that's why it did well because it's more authentic as yeah. opposed to like, and it didn't look produced. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, okay, this is a real review of somebody in their house and talking about a piece. Yeah. You know, he obviously didn't get paid for it, or she obviously didn't get paid for it. And so, you know, maybe that's what we have to try next. You know, and yeah. I, I know we talked about this. It's like, maybe we do a review video. You know, yeah. we have you talking about why you like a certain piece,
0: and we just shoot it on iPhone because yeah. it's like, that makes it look authentic like quote unquote authentic right yeah like sometimes when the video looks too high quality like i'll I'll be honest like sometimes i just swipe away because i feel like it's in my subconscious somewhere like yeah this was an ad yeah and it's like
1: maybe it wasn't maybe it was a creator but the quality was just too high right exactly because i don't even really see that many High quality content anymore. Like, unless it's Lululemon or Nike or like the larger brands, most I've been seeing have all shifted away from that and are more UGC or more like shop with iPhone.
0: Yeah. UGC, by the way, is user generated
1: content. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how we commit and decide to brand for Winners Collective. But I think we're on a good trajectory. Again, only time's going to tell of like, this worked or this didn't. <laughs> so yeah, you guys, the listeners, you guys will see that happen firsthand. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited to just see like what we can really do.
1: Yeah. I'm excited because we're trying so many new things recently and I'm just, I'm getting restless because I just want to see how things play out, you know, like yeah, kind yeah. of getting impatient. Yeah. But I'm excited for it because even with like our next podcast with like Randall, you know, Jeremy and I have a bunch of marketing PR content that we want to release as well. And yeah, all this stuff is, is new to us, you know, like we've never advertised for a podcast before.
0: Yeah. So we're just really curious to just, like, how will this affect the scope of the brand? How will it shape the brand? What will the audience, what will you guys expect of us moving forward and stuff? Like, will this set a new standard or will this actually set us back? I don't know. Right. Yeah. But it should be interesting to see. Yeah. So, yeah, spoiler, that podcast is coming up and we do have a few more guests in mind. It's always hard reaching out to people, but if you guys know anyone story that you think would be an amazing story to share, tell, and even just bring exposure to celebrity, normal, like it doesn't matter what type of person you are. Like uh, we're just really in it for the stories, for the extra motivation. Like please DM us on Instagram at Winners Collective and let us know. Like we're we're always looking.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So for this next part of the podcast, I wanted to introduce this new segment because uh, the other day I was just arguing with my wife and I was like this is kind of a good topic (laughs) so we're just gonna uh, get into this debate but Daniel um what do you think of gratuity
1: so are you asking me like do I think it's it's necessary or do I do it because for for tipping like for me personally I always tip when I'm at a restaurant Uh uh-huh and so I'm curious like what was the argument about between (laughs) you and uh, Nadia
0: (laughs) okay so growing up um I've come from very humble beginnings mm-hmm. and this, you can see why now. Uh, when we went to restaurants and my parents tipped, it was like $1 if the service was like bad and mediocre. Right. $2 if the service was good and 3 max if the service was super amazing and great. So in my mind, I just grew up and always thought tipping was literally one, two or three. Like uh, I yeah. had no idea until I met my wife, that it was supposed to be minimum
1: 15%. Well, I think that could be argued. I think it really depends, right? At least for my own self, um, the way I was taught and the way I've seen it is it's a percentage based off of the type of restaurant you're eating at. Oh, as, percentage as well. based on type. Well, I didn't it, like, hear that either. So like when I say type, I'm, I'm talking about like, let's say it's a casual sit down versus like a Mastro's. Right, yeah. I, well,
0: I, I've always thought like Mastro's are not like minimum 15 percent now, like after hanging out with Nadia. Oh, you know? yeah. i mean, like, oh, you mean there's even more to this?
1: Well, I don't know. Like that's just. No, tell me what you tell yeah, me. What well, you thought, okay, like, so no, no biases. What, like don't even. What yeah. I do is, I mean, when I go to like a boba shop, uh-huh. I, I do tip them uh, uh, like even if it's just boba, like I'll tip like a dollar, two dollars. You tip at boba shops? Too? Well, especially during like the pandemic. You know, like when I went to food places, I, I just tipped just because, you know, it was tough times and the fact that they were working and stuff. So that's just my own personal self. I, I tipped Uh, then and also sometimes they ask you for a tip and they're standing in front of you bro i'm just like (laughs) okay (laughs) here you go (laughs) it's just i don't know but you know i'm sure you know what i'm talking about
0: yeah yeah dude i mean okay on that note i dude i'm i'm on the flip side i'm that fucking guy that like avoids eye contact and hits no (laughs) no tip in my mind i was like well growing up from not already giving gratuity like you gotta imagine it's hard to break out of like 20 years of right. like oh my god you were literally raised like this like yeah once nadia met my parents and then like just saw how we interacted she was like oh wow that explains a lot of things right right and <laughs> but, I'm sorry oh, go ahead uh yeah so i was gonna say like yeah like to me now it's like all right if it's like a to-go place like a boba shop the gratuity almost doesn't make sense because like you, they're not cleaning up after you or anything like that and then here here's 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 a kicker in this argument uh-huh. when we went to japan mm-hmm. they said fuck no gratuity like oh, yeah, you don't yeah, even right. like they don't even want that there like i left like money on the table they like the waiter grabbed it and like ran to me and was like this is wrong just keep it and right. it's like a given of like we will provide you the best service and you don't tip us
1: yeah, I think there's definitely cultural differences. I mean, uh, I've, I've dealt with that too. Um, but I also think personally for me, it depends on the experience, right? Like if I'm at a place and the cashier or the person helping me out is above and beyond, sometimes like you just appreciate that, you know, oh, and, and yeah, you want to yeah. like give them a tip. Yeah. And I think it also comes from the fact that I personally also... Worked at a uh, like a service job before. Uh, I worked at Jamba Juice when I was in high school. Oh, really? I did. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, cool. That was like my first job, and you know, Jamba Juice. All you're really doing is making smoothies, talking to customers, and yeah. people would tip, and it was dope because at the end of the night, the tip is split amongst a team, and so obviously there's an appreciation for people who tip, and I just think that whole um interaction and the tipping is a good way for at least myself at a young age to understand like why it's so important to network and and talk to people yeah because that's kind of like what i saw as a reward for you know being nice or showing great customer service yeah but um i think again it depends on the person so as, as i was saying for like Places like Boba Shops, uh, I'll give them like a dollar, you know, $2, whatever, uh, for like more quick sit-down restaurants uh, where you have a check. Like I'll give anywhere from, I don't know, 10 to 15%, depending on if it's, I don't know, like lunchtime and it's just a quick eat and and dip out. But if it's like a nice restaurant and, you know, the service is really, really good, like they check up on you every couple minutes, they ask how the food is tasting, and the experience is... Um, higher end, then I for sure tip higher, you know, whether it's like 18%, 20%, you know, even 25%. And so I, I really think it depends on the situation.
0: Okay, heck yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that too. Like I've definitely tipped like at Boba Shops too when the service was like amazing. I was right. like, okay, dude, I'm sorry for being an asshole but I need like <laughs> like less ice in here less yeah, sugar there. Yeah. And then like i go through that for like five drinks and I'm literally ordering for a whole 10 minutes right. there. So it's like, okay, you, you've earned this. But on the flip side to that, is there ever a time when you think the service is just so bad, like you don't deserve the tip? Because um, there's been a couple of times where I know like I go out to restaurants with my wife and then the service is just utterly terrible. The food was bad. Like no one checked in on us. I remember they dropped in the appetizers like in like 20 minutes after we ordered. And then the entree came like an hour and a half later. I was like, there's no fucking way we're leaving tip for this. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Hour and a half. Like I've watched people came in, got their food, ate and left before us. Right. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, so in my mind, I was like, there there's no way. But she was like, No, 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 we gotta do fifteen percent as a
1: standard. Like, what what are your thoughts on that take? So again, for me personally, I would not leave zero dollars, but really? I would leave like ten percent or eight percent you know really? as a fuck you you know but like <laughs>
0: that's your fuck you to me it's like like okay the definition of gratuity is like almost i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i think it's like appreciation right like yeah. what what does gratuity mean
1: yeah gratuity i don't know like now that you asked me that I, haven't really, I know i was like hang on we gotta like <laughs> well for uh, you know that's a good question i haven't really thought about this much but it's i guess it's one of those things where now, it just seems like common practice. But, I mean, I'm just trying to think of a time where, like, the service was so freaking bad that I was considering just walking out. Um, Obviously, I can't think of it on the spot right now. but So,
0: um, while you think of it, um, I'll tell you. I just pulled up dictionary.com. Gratuity is defined as a gift of money over and above payment due for service. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a gift of money to that for the ser- like for really well done service, right? Yeah. Service above and beyond. And is, if the service is like not even up to par and just takes the whole experience south and ruins your night, is it fair to not leave a tip at all? Like I feel like like some I I feel like for some people it's like for really shitty waiters out there, it's like you should know gratuity is not like a given thing. Like right. there's there's a reason why you have the option to actually kind of X out the box and say no to this gratuity versus like it being like a forced thing. At least that's just my opinion. And I mean, I sound so negative right now, but there's definitely been moments where I've left like huge tips just because of like,
1: wow, this made my night or you turned my night around. You didn't even know that. And thank you so much. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I think it's a situational base, you know, because I think you bring up a good point. If the service is absolutely terrible and it's like, purposely terrible then you shouldn't feel obligated to to leave a tip but again i think that really depends on every experience because you could say the same thing uh if you flip it around right like let's say you're a waiter and then you're serving a table that guest could be a complete douchebag you know like they could be like fuck you where's my food i can't believe this is taking 10 minutes unbelievable you know like some some people yeah yeah. uh, i'm sure like the karens you've seen on (laughs) like instagram and stuff like that and then when you see that it's kind of like Okay, that's a situational uh, occurrence, right? That's happening now. It's a uh, it's not a common occurrence, but it can and so I think all those things can be dependent on that person's mentality for that day, right? Yeah. Like let's say he's having a bad fucking day and now he's uh, placing he's taking it out yeah, on... his frustration out on somebody else, right? Yeah. And so I mean that's the way I see it, but I mean you're right like if the service absolutely sucks and you see them serving other people and they're purposefully um ignoring your table, I don't think that deserves a tip. I I really don't. Like, if you're saying you sat at a restaurant for an hour, 30 minutes, and you saw people getting food and you were still not being served, then that's fucked up, bro. I would be like, what the fuck? Like, I think for me, I would just more so call them out on it. You know, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? You know, like, why are you guys ignoring us? Yeah. And I would probably just walk out and say, you know what? Don't give me my food. I'm out. Yeah. You know,
0: like. I know. We should have did that. It was an Italian place in kawaii i don't know why we Mm. went to italian and kawaii we should like that that should have already been the red flag (laughs) (laughs) i mean it was rated like pretty high on yelp but yeah but i mean yeah to your point i i didn't even think of it from like the waiter perspective too but i guess with some private establishments that's why they have that sign of we refuse or we have the right to review service to anyone right i haven't really seen anyone really invoke that but i mean wow, you have to be a real shitty person. To <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm sure you
1: remember like during the pandemic, once restaurants were starting to open up again, there was a lot of these uh, people oh in God. the service industry yeah. saying like, hey guys, can you please be patient while you guys go out? You know, yeah. we're, we're getting back into the groove of things. We're getting back into the routine. So our process is a bit longer than yeah. normal. But there was a lot of people complaining because in their mind, you know, it's just another day of takeout or it's just another yeah, day yeah, of yeah. food being brought out. So, you know, that's just the other side of the spectrum, just playing devil's advocate but um, I mean I think
0: no to your point that's great like because you know which sometimes at least for me it's like I only saw it like one way until you brought that up and I was like you know what you're absolutely right like yeah people can definitely show up and be really shitty and I've never put myself in like a server's shoe before and it's like that's really good to hear too from that standpoint like everyone it, it definitely takes two to tango right right because
1: even when I was at Jamba Juice there's some people with like the most ridiculous fucking they were just fucking ridiculous and even like doing e-commerce bro doing customer service dude you see assholes every freaking day bro like could I just go on a tangent here and tell you a funny story bro okay okay go for it so uh, (laughs) imagine like an e-commerce store uh, we sent them a product and they received it and they didn't like it and they want a refund right which is completely acceptable yeah it's like warranted yeah we accept it so they send us an email saying oh my gosh I hate you guys. I hate this product. It sucks. I'm gonna return it. Give it back to. Give me my money back. And we're like, oh yeah, sorry. We're you know we're obviously very disappointed that you know you were dissatisfied with the product. Yeah. We're, we're gonna get right on that and uh, we'll send you a return label. Okay. This person responds back to us and says, no, return label is not good enough. I need you guys to send me a poly mailer bag so I could send this back to you. If you don't send me a poly bag. I swear I'm going to go on your social. I'm going to ruin you guys. I'm going to talk so much shit and leave you thousands of comments. And then I read that and I was like, wait, this guy wants us to package a poly bag and put a poly bag inside there so that he could ship it back to us. You know, what the heck? And I was just like, that's so weird. And I was like, sorry, sir. I just want to understand correctly. So you want us to send you a polybag right send it back he's like yes you have to send me it or else i will be extremely dissatisfied i'm going to contact the better business bureau like the bbb and report you guys blah 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 and we're just like okay sure we'll do it i I don't even think fucking amazon does that bro i feel like amazon tells you oh could you just send it back to us you know but Yeah. yeah it's just wild because some customers they feel entitled to certain things and at the end of the day, if you're a business, customer comes first. You know, I I understand yeah. that, but it's just wild. Some people think that, you know, stuff like that is normal, and I just thought that was fucking dude. Insane. What the actual? Fu- who was this? What? Yeah, bro, it, it's crazy, dude. And there's people who yeah, there's there's crazy people. There's you gotta be kidding people. me! Like they, have, how, how much did it cost to ship out the poly bag in a poly bag? Dude, it cost like six bucks. <laughs> Dude.
0: no way no. And that oh was the
1: first God. time I've ever experienced some, like that type of request we literally told him hey we'll pay for the return label you don't have to pay out of your own pocket but that wasn't good enough and he said no you guys need to send me a bag to ship this in because I don't want to go and buy a box or buy a bag or whatever what the yeah. fuck and there's other wild stories too but anyways like you know just stuff like that so I guess what I'm trying to say is that service and respect goes both ways and there's assholes regardless of whatever field or industry you're working in yeah yeah but um yeah ultimately in terms of gratuity that's my thought that's really funny you and Nadia uh, had an argument about this like was it a passionate argument like I, yeah
0: it was I, I think it was a passionate argument I was like you know what I'm gonna ask Daniel too I'm gonna see where he stands on that like Nadia's yeah. always like 15% minimum no matter what like yeah you can always go above it but 15 minimum mm-hmm. like even when she has like bad nights and it's like bad nights as in like not she's in a bad mood but like the service was just bad right. I, and then like it, like that bad juju kind of transfers over to me and I'm like right. Dude, fuck this server like they don't deserve any gratuity here and I'm just ready to dip out without like um tipping and she's like no 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 we got to do 15 minimum still right so like, that's i was like that shit does not make sense to me right now <laughs> what was nadia's explanation when you asked her why um i think i'm going to be misquoting her right here but i think it was just how she was raised how she mm-hmm. grew up like her parents are always like in the service industry you got to respect the people working in this industry always tip them always leave the gratuity behind mm, okay yeah, yeah. so Versus my parents, yeah. If it was an amazing job, it's three dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like
1: I literally thought that's how you did gratuity, man. Like I was like, what the heck? Damn. <laughs> yeah, now I'm just thinking of all the times you like probably tipped like a dollar, two dollars when like the meal was like fifty bucks or like sixty <gasps> bucks or something. Hey, hey, hey. For the record, I mean,
0: I didn't. I wasn't able to afford those fifty dollar <laughs> meals anyway. So I was probably, I was probably in like the. The 10 to 15, 15 like max range tops. Like, you know, if I'm getting a bowl of Chipotle, that what is that? Like 10 bucks without guac?
1: Oh, wait, can I you... don't tip at Chipotle. Can you even tip at Chipotle? Yeah. You, put it there. you don't tip at Chipotle? No, because I didn't even know you could. Like they just wow. say, this is an amount. And then can you please put in your card? And I put it in.
0: Wait, I thought you could. Okay. I got to double check that. I think in the app. I don't
1: know. Maybe I'm making shit up now, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you can i know you can for like delivery and stuff but when yeah. i go in they just put the amount on the screen and then they tell me to insert my card and then boom i oh. walk out
0: oh maybe it i think it is because i ordered on the app and sometimes i do ask for delivery ah uh, yeah yeah. that's it. another thing i don't get dude delivery and like there's so many surcharges it's like yeah. you pay for the delivery charge you tip the driver and then there's like a bonus fee yeah. for just nothing and then there's a there's a service fee and that's like, what the fuck is the service fee if I'm yep. already paying, like, if I tip the driver and I pay for delivery? Like, what
1: is service fee? And why does that shit cost more than Guac? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, there's a lot of those. Especially Airbnb, bro. They have like various surcharges too.
0: Yeah. It's kind of crazy when you go through life and you just look at what you pay for. And it's just like,
1: what is this? Yep. Everyone's got to get paid, bro. Everyone's got to get their cut. Bro, it's like, what? Yeah, what are we doing this for?
0: But yeah. It's just another wild thing, dude. But yeah, man, Um, you watch any new shows lately or anything? I did, bro. I watched uh, Money Heist. No, wait, are you caught up on, like, the latest season and everything? I am, yeah. I'm fully caught up and... Okay, so if you're listening wait, now... did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I'm okay. caught up too. But if you are watching Money Heist and you're not caught up, you should probably cut the podcast right here and join us maybe, like, at the... 45, 50 minute mark or something. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Bro, if I could, uh, as an actor, like if I could be in any show with any type of cast, it would be Money Heist. Like that is like my all time favorite show because never in my life have I seen a cast where I loved every single character except Arturo for what they did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, po- more power to Arturo. Like you have to be an amazing actor to be hated that badly cohesively
1: across every single season like us right no i think that's a good point and it's crazy correct me if i'm wrong but that entire show is in a different language originally it's in spanish yeah so it's amazing how even with the translation you could feel so much of the emotion and the the character development yeah and i think you're completely right every single character in that show is just absolutely amazing. Like they bring something unique to the table. Yeah. And I, I love that show. I mean, and the last, this most recent season, bro, I was like on the edge of my seat throughout the entire freaking. I think it was like, what, five episodes, four episodes. So there's still another five.
0: I know. Oh my God, dude, bro. It's so, well, did you see the documentary? They have a documentary in the season there.
1: I think I saw some of it when I was like traveling before, but I haven't yeah. watched it fully.
0: It's really cool, dude. Like if you watch it, um, you get some Easter eggs. Like one of the episodes when they, I think it was a flashback when, uh, the professor was visiting, uh, Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, Neymar Jr. was in there. Oh, and really? He was a monk. Yeah, and the, so the story goes, at least in the documentary, was uh he was just a huge fan of the show he just reached out and was like how can i be a part of this and then the director was like yo we're gonna slip you in as a monk here as an extra
1: and it was just like holy fuck he's in there dude that makes sense because i was on the uh, money heist instagram page yeah and i was just looking at who they follow because i was curious to to see the profiles of yeah. a lot of the actors yeah and they were following Neymar jr i was like that's it's random. Why they I fall soccer like player? Why? Yeah, You know, but now that makes sense. Yeah, because he just loved that
0: show that much and he just wanted to be a part of it. But in the documentary, too, what was really cool and just, like, resonated with me was the fact that this show was essentially a failure. Like, when mm. they shot season one and two and they aired it across, um, I think, Spain. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it wasn't getting a lot of traction. Like, it just did, like, a good show would do like Mm -hmm. an average show. And then it just kind of fell off with like no momentum or anything. And they kind of funded the whole project themselves. Oh wow. And then for some odd reason, like Netflix saw this and then they thought it was great and they just bought it out and they decided to fund it. And then, um, from there, like their show was able to like start spreading across different countries. Right. America being one of them too. And by the time like I discovered it, like it was like this, crazy sensation and at this point in time like I've never seen another show like that where it was like such an intricate heist with very very unique characters and like a very different plot and even though it was not in English you could feel the acting from I think you could feel the acting even more because it's not in English like now Mm. you're just understanding like facial expressions and emotions but yeah like they the director for that show said like they're show was about to fail netflix kind of just gave them this loop and all of a sudden it became this like viral sensation and when Mm. it hit america it just blew up like i remember looking at all like uh every actor's like social media's accounts and stuff and i was like dude like these people are at like 20 million followers it's crazy it's like like essentially in america like that puts you at like basically a-list celebrity status and like even at that level of following it's like almost most Americans like wouldn't even know who this
1: actress or actor is. Yeah. like No, that's true. And I feel like the seasons got better with time. Oh my God. Every next season was just as amazing. If not better. Yeah. At least that's what I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I think one of the things that makes this show like so powerful is the choices the director makes with their actions. Mm. Like spoiler alert, mute the next 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> like in, uh, I think season four, they just fucking killed Nairobi. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Like usually when a, a, a kill scene for an important main character comes up, like, you know, there's like flashbacks, yeah. there's memories, you get the momentum building up to it. This one, the dude just pointed yep. the gun and just shot fucking her right. shot her in the forehead. Bro, dude. and like,
1: even freaking Tokyo fucking dies, bro. Yeah. I was pretty like, sad about that.
0: I, I wasn't as sad about that one as Nairobi because they led like with the flashbacks with the momentum and you could feel it like, you know, yeah. like, uh, Rio's like drilling the hole in there. You're seeing like, Oh, they're trying to build some false hope. Yeah. And then like, um, Denver throws the, p- the pillow cushions underneath and you, c- you get this feeling of like, bro, I don't think she's going to make yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Versus the other cut scene with Nairobi was like, yeah. it was just abrupt. Yeah. It was that like,
1: caught me off guard. It was like, what? Yeah. That yeah. caught me off guard. In,
0: yeah. It, yeah. Dude, like in the, uh, the documentary, nairobi's in the car driving and she's going to set that same day and she's like nobody told me i was gonna die today damn yeah so she didn't even know that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the t- like apparently they actively write the script as they're shooting and stuff and mm-hmm. it's like happening like day of so that's like to me it's like that's a lot of stress to be under but yeah. like in terms of story like wow they just understand like
1: how to hook and just keep it going, yeah, I know, I was pretty sad that uh Tokyo died because I mean, there's a lot of characters in that, and yeah, I feel like she was one of the the main characters for sure she know? was
0: I mean, if anything, I thought she was the main character yeah. because um, like literally all the stories being told were narrated by yeah. her, like it was her voice like exactly. talking over the thing, like
1: yeah, yeah, so it should be interesting how the next couple episodes play out of the new season,
0: yeah. Dude, I'm so excited. I mean, there's only five more episodes left. This is the last season. Yeah. Like they said they're going to end it here Damn. and there. But I mean, uh, who knows? Like maybe they, they could really spin things off. But I noticed like five seems to be a magic number on like really amazing shows. Like mm-hmm. everyone ends at season five.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, it's starting to make sense at an end soon, right? Because a lot of the characters are, you know, dying and, and leaving and stuff like that. So yeah.
0: legendary show. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, this probably my all-time favorite show. Like the acting is there, the color grading. Like if you mm, are an yeah. editor, dude, like you see the sets and the the visuals produced here, it's literally perfect. Every yeah. single scene, like everything's so good. There's contrasting and complimentary colors. Like and everything is just like,
1: dude, these guys just, they they went in on it. Like, yeah. wow speaking of shows bro what are your what are some shows that are like in like let's say like your top five tv shows
0: uh so uh, number one for sure money Heist. okay um and i think everything after that can actually just continuously rearrange and order mm-hmm. but right now one of the most recent ones that we watched was uh lupin or Lupin.
1: oh i haven't watched that yet dude that one's
0: so good like I remember seeing a trailer for it maybe about like uh, a year ago now, mm. and it just kind of disappeared. But yeah. again, it's it's just one of those shows where it's in it's actually in French, I believe, and it's so good. Like everything about it, amazing. If did you watch Sherlock Holmes? No, I haven't watched that either. You, oh, I was gonna say. Well, anyways. In the Sherlock Holmes series, like Lupin is actually, it means gentleman burglar. Uh-huh. And he's actually one of the villains that Sherlock faces. But mm. in this show, he's the main character, and you get to like go through his actions and see why he makes the choices he does. Right. And what I loved about this show is as the general plot rolls out, the decisions he makes you don't understand like you mm. kind of feel like you're being led one way and when it actually happens you're just like what yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what how who what and then it's really cool where they kind of have like this money heist feel where uh they start explaining how it got to that point and you're just like mm. whoa and then they actually like reuse certain scenes where they actually showed it to you before but you didn't like pick up on that uh, like note and it's just like oh shit right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that one that one's really cool. It's such a twist. It takes you on a bunch of different twists and turns. And I think I'm waiting for the next season of that one. Like that one's really good. You should definitely put it on your list. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think that's saying something coming from me because I don't spend a lot of time watching shows. And it's so hard to get me to like commit to watching shows because I'm like, bro, I could be working on my own business. I could be right. doing this and that. And when you watch a show, you kind of drop everything to yeah. just like be entertained.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. I think for me. Actually, you gave one, but do you have any other shows? Uh, actually, curious. no, no, no. Well, well I was what, just curious if we have any that are that are matching. Like, if well, you were to say like top five.
0: Um. Uh. Okay. The other one, Alice in Borderland.
1: I, I haven't seen that. seen that either, bro. Well,
0: bro, I'm giving you so much gold. Alice in Wonderland is that was a hidden or Borderland. Alice in Borderland. I keep saying Wonderland, but it's ironically it's a play on that title too. Mm. But. That one, oh my god, bro! I remember seeing the commercial for this. It's a Japanese show, it's in Japanese, but you can get it, you can watch it dubbed on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So good! I remember just like I was like, I was like, naughty, let's just watch this. We didn't have anything to watch, and I was folding laundry. Right, it's yeah. just a side thing, bro. When like we, and I need you to paint paint the setting here. Right, we got the TV in front of me. I'm doing laundry and the bread on the bread on the bed, uh-huh. and AC is blasting at 76 degrees. Okay episode one i'm sweating my balls off i'm so nervous i'm worried about like what the character is about to do in this decision Damn. spoiler he's running through rooms one one room lets him stay alive the other room kills him and he has to make the correct decisions this puzzle every time and it's crazy that the premise is um this guy gets trapped in this like um real life puzzle game mm-hmm. if you will and He doesn't know how or why, but he has to earn points to live and he has to collect these points. And then all of a sudden he's met with all these other people and they all have the same goal. But, you know, in a game, there's only one winner or there's only a group of winners and you got to really decide. And, bro, the director here makes, oh, my God, heartbreak. Like I I was crying on some of the scenes. I was like, no fuck it. Oh. That's crazy, dude. Like I have to check that out. You can see that. Bro, I'm like look if you look at me, I'm actually like tearing up just thinking about some of the scenes. Like that's how crazy it Damn. was, dude. I'll have like, to
1: check it out. I've never heard of that.
0: Yeah, I that one's a hidden gem. Like if you want to be entertained, you want to be on the edge of your seat and you want to lose a weekend, Alice in Borderland. <laughs> like first you're going to finish it for that's sure so it. fast, dude. Like we're waiting that one, I was so excited. I like went on Google. I mm. looked up Wikipedia, and I realized it was a manga, and I fucking read the whole Damn. thing and finished it. Because I, I was like, I-, I need to know what this is. I need to know what that is.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. What, what about you, man? Uh, what shows have you seen um, or enjoyed? Top five. Anyway. Yeah,
1: top five, I would say in no particular order. Uh, Breaking Bad, for sure. Oh, yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, Ozark. I really enjoyed Ozark. Hell, yeah. That was good. And then I've always been a fan of Entourage. I love that show. What's what's that about? I've never heard or watched that. Yeah, so Entourage, it's pretty old, but it's about uh, a journey of an actor who kind of maneuvers his way through Hollywood and oh. becomes a movie star. And so I love it because they make the drama and the, the life he lives very not relatable because obviously I'm not a superstar anything but the problems they deal with it's like real life common problems and i think the funny thing about that show is uh if i remember correctly a tv show like a producer whatever approached mark Wahlberg and was actually like hey could we do a documentary slash tv show about your life and about your uh upbringing in in your career as you maneuver through hollywood but he said you know absolutely not but i'll come on as a director and help out with it And so, yeah, so it's the reason why it's called Entourage, because it's literally a group of friends who were like the best friends in in high school. They follow this guy, Vinny Chase, on his journey in Hollywood. And it's literally just like (sighs) his journey as he goes from like having nothing to having money to losing it all to falling into drugs and rehab and, you know, meeting girls yeah. and just going through a whole bunch of drama and he has his friends along with them for the ride and so it's just awesome to see and it's just a super cool cool show so i recommend you watch that okay sure. hell that's yeah good. that's gonna be on my list yeah so i like those and then i like uh suits oh suits i love that good. show yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh peaky blinders peaky blinders yeah what is that about bro that one's dope dude Fuck, I can't really explain it, but it's on Netflix. Okay. But it's about, like, these gangsters Um, during... I don't even know what fucking dates it is, bro. But it's, like, <laughs> in Birmingham. It's, like, in, in, in Europe or whatever. And it's just really fun. It's hard to explain, but it's, like, a mix of, like, action. Okay. A uh, mix of, like, a little bit of romance, especially in the earlier seasons. Yeah. But it's, it's dope. It's, like, these dudes who dress up in... It's, like, these gangsters who dress up in, like, nice... Suits, yeah, and they're extremely fashionable and dapper, yeah, and and they just mean business, bro. And they're expanding their their gang from like a little street gang into like a a worldwide, like huge empire, like a company called like Shelby Shelby Limited. Okay, hell yeah. So it's dope, bro. Check it out. Um, I'm with you though, man. I don't really like picking up shows because once I I like something, bro, I get fucking hooked onto it, man.
0: Dude, right? I feel you. And it's like it's kind of like a diet where if you do something bad consistently then it happens you know yeah. so with these shows it's like i can't consistently watch these shows i gotta like have one day just binge out yeah. on it and just be done exactly and move forward like i can't fucking watch shows every day otherwise yep. i'm gonna get nothing done yeah yeah that's just the truth but yeah all right i'm gonna put those on my list for sure man mm-hmm. i just uh, another show that just popped into my head that we're waiting to watch with a few friends too because we started is um Il- elite
1: oh i watched i yeah. watched some of that, that yeah was, that was good that's kind of like, um, I think if you like Money Heist, you'll like. You like lead. the lead, yeah. yeah,
0: bro. Every time I see a show on Netflix and it's a Spanish one, I just know it's gonna be good. Yeah. That's my bias for it. It's like, bro, these Spanish directors just know where to push the limits yeah. to, and it's like it's just so addicting to watch. It's yeah. so good. Like another one, um, Who Killed Sarah? I haven't watched that. That one's so good. Like it's the same. I mean very different vibe and plot but like same type of tension and build up right, like once right. you're in it you're in it dude mm. um The Witcher
1: I haven't watched oh that either God, bro. that
0: one's I, that one it's one of those ones that takes time you need three episodes in and once after the third one you kind of love Certain characters hate the other ones and you're you're just in it. Like you can't stop anymore. You just have to finish it. Interesting. I'm gonna have to check some of these out. Yeah. i for sure, bro. Alice in borderline You could start that, finish it tonight, and no, that one. No, was, bro. I'm
1: not gonna start it tonight.
0: <laughs> you can finish it tonight, like literally, bro. You you could text me tomorrow. I'm like, Jeremy, this was this was great. Yeah. <laughs> like if you sure. like action and
1: thriller like that, that one was it, bro. But, yeah, dude, the fuck. I kind of capped on my uh my netflix limit through money heist recently (laughs) so i don't know if i could start another season of like a different show yeah
0: but i mean yeah man dude it was great catching up with you and this was cool for updates we me and daniel as a team are excited to actually just figure out what we want to do in terms of marketing and stuff. Cause we have the new piece. I think this is going to be the final sample and we're going to give the green light. So that means you guys are going to get access. To, you're going to finally get your hands on this brand new thing that we've been working on for like the longest time. And we're super excited to just have a tangible thing for you guys to rock with.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah. This, this is a fun one. And if you guys enjoy podcasts like this, you know, let us know. Cause yeah. I'm kind of curious too. I mean, this one was more of like a legit, casual conversation and hang out between yeah. me and myself
0: yeah I was like dude some of the conversations we have are just like really fun and maybe we don't have to like fully script and plan anything out and if you guys enjoy this dude by all means let us know because then we could do more of this because sometimes Daniel and I will just freaking text for 40 <laughs> minutes straight and I'm like bro this should have been a podcast or we should have just called or something you know yeah but yeah that's gonna be it for this one guys if you enjoyed this make sure you uh, what emoji should they put like we need to see some,
1: oh, is there like yeah. a, a money heist like a mask? Oh, emoji dude, or something? the
0: mask, bro. Is there like a red jumpsuit or something? There's a salsa dancing girl emoji. <laughs> She's wearing red. Yo, put that one. No one will know what you're talking about, but uh-huh. when we see it, we will. We know it's gonna be the suit. It's the closest thing we can get to the red jumpsuit from money heist. Okay, so the salsa the, dancing emoji. The salsa dancing emoji okay. on the at Winners Collective Instagram page or TikTok if you're there. Like, we will find those comments. We'll kick it with you. We know that you made it all the way to the end here. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Again, the, the red salsa one. And oh, before I go, the outro. We got new music from Daniel's oh, yeah. homie.
1: Yeah. So we have new music. If you enjoyed it, the intro and outro, it's by a, a homie of mine. He's on the East Coast. His name is Louis. You can find him on social media, Instagram at Pizza Palace 777. Again, it's Pizza palace p-a-l-a-c-e 777 and if uh, people are looking to collab or build content with them you could check them out at wavecartel.com w-a-v-c-a-r-t-e-l.com shout out to lewis i mean we told him jeremy and myself we were like bro we need some dope music for the intro and outro can you come up with something and within like a week or two he he whipped us up like six different tunes and we were reviewing over it and so this is what we we uh, went with
0: where we're at. So, yeah, thank you again,
1: guys, for listening, tuning into the 8020 series. I'm Jeremy. I'm Daniel. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Later. And on one final note, just wanted to remind everybody that brand new episodes are released every Monday at 8:20 a.m.
0: And while I still have your attention, if you've been enjoying these episodes, I just want to let you know that you can actually support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes. You can go as low as 99 cents for a monthly contribution, all the way up to 9.99. We don't make any money right now, but every little bit helps and we appreciate any and all support. Thank you so much.